Beyond the Pale Ale, with Matthew Stewart. Hey everyone, this is Matt from the Simplistic Reviews Podcast, and I'm sitting down live this time. We're not doing this shit over Skype, we're not doing shit over Zoom, and we're probably going to curse a lot more than we probably do in the other uh, other editions of Beyond the Pale Ale, but I have a, a special guest. All my guests are special, but uh, this is the first guest I'm actually having in the uh, studio, I guess you can say, during these weird COVID pandemic times, but... We're socially distancing properly, and we are ready to go. So on this episode of the show, I have Adam Crumley, the year trusty Tennessee New Belgium Brewery Ranger. Hello, Adam. How are you? I'm great, Matt. Thanks for having me on the show. Yes. This is a weeks on weeks on weeks on end trying to get Adam in the studio, but uh, cut through the red tape. We said we're going to do this live, and we're going to talk about beer and talk about everything else that people want to hear on the show, and of course, drink the beers from New Belgium, and Adam already poured one out for us, so uh, got this delicious nectar in my uh, in my tulip glass. You have your globe glass, so what, what, what are we sipping on to get this thing started before you introduce yourself and, or introduce yourself now, and we'll talk about the beer afterwards. So. Deal. All right, deal. We're putting the beer down. He's going to talk about himself now. Deal. So I am the Tennessee market manager. I am a combination of a uh, what we call a, a ranger uh, out on the streets talking to people, being the overall man man on the streets for New Belgium here in Tennessee. But uh, my home is here in Nashville, but I cover a great deal of the state of Tennessee mm-hmm. uh, and get to make friends and say hello and introduce these delicious beers to the wonderful folks of Tennessee. Um, but today I'm also drinking a delicious new Belgian beer, one of our newest, the latest, the greatest, Voodoo Ranger 1985 Woo! IPA. This is part of our rotating IPA series. It's a mango-infused IPA, and it is the most delicious summer IPA I've ever tried. I think this might be one of the best Voodoo Ranger variants that have been on the market. We're cheersing. Yeah. Say this has definitely been one that's uh, been very well mm. received. Mm-mm-mm. Delish. Mm. This is so good. This is something that. Uh, how would you describe this beer? I mean, it's 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 kind of a hazy boy, but it's more of a fruit IPA type of thing in that ilk. Yeah. So the biggest thing uh, right now is hazy IPAs taking over the world, and it's that fruit forward character that really seems to be what everyone's gravitating towards. So. Uh, we thought, what better? We do great uh, fruit-infused IPAs with Citradelic, one of our favorites from the past um, that we still make year-round. But this 1985 is a great combination of mango, which is one of my favorite flavors that comes out through a lot of the hops that you'll find across America. And to amplify that, we add that mango uh, puree to it and just take it to the next level. But 6.7% alcohol drinks really light and easy it's a great great summer ipa yeah this thing is and, and the can is uh, if you guys haven't had a visualization of the can it is pure retro it is 80s 100 percent. it is so 80s that you'll feel like you are marty mcfly sleeping with ferris bueller's 
sister. With uh, Johnny from uh, Karate Kid. That's right. Just a touch of Johnny. Just you a gotta touch have of Johnny. a little bad boy and everything. Yeah. You gotta sweep the leg when you drink this uh, IPA. It is truly a remarkable beer. It's yeah. a trip back to the future of IPA, certainly. Yes. Damn. Man, you're good. I knew the reason I brought you on this uh, on this podcast. Uh, <laughs> Thanks. So, we'll be drinking beer for quite a while. We have quite a few things lined up. But, if you guys have been listening since the uh, inception of the show... Main purpose of this um, of Beyond the Pale Ale is basically to talk to my friends in the beer industry and beyond, and kind of get an idea of what's been going on during this, um, you know, cliched, unprecedented time in 2020. Kind of getting an idea of what other breweries have been doing, kind of around the country to uh, evolve with the uh, pandemic, how business has gone, and things like that. So. Uh, while we're drinking, you know, we'll go back and forth, but kind of want to know how you're doing, you know, how, how are things going, you know, pre-pandemic, let's say January, February, and then during and kind of what's on the horizon uh, beyond Adam. Yeah, to start the year, uh, things were going very well, you know, um, as we introduce a lot of the new beers um, to the public, we, and especially part of this Rotator series that 1985 is a part of. We started the year with our Starship IPA. It was actually the beer that won our Vote Voodoo contest last year, uh, which we'll be bringing back again this year. So stay tuned uh, for more on that guy uh, on the, in the future. But Starship IPA was our, our launch as part of this Rotator series, and we were off to a great year. Voodoo Ranger has certainly become a monster for us within the industry. We are, as always, best known for Fat Tire and everything that that beer help to bring to New Belgium, but let's say we're always innovating and trying new things. Uh, with our Voodoo Ranger lineup, IPAs are certainly driving the market, and we were capitalizing on that as the Voodoo Ranger series for us has exploded. Uh, people love the marketing and the graphics, and most of all, the beer. The beers are really, really great, and we've got a full lineup from something sessionable like American Haze, which we came out with this year. Um, if you're a Springsteen way. fan, you'll love American Haze. Oh, yeah. We're not sipping on Well, we might sip on American Haze. I'm sure you got something here. Never know. What we've Never got know in the what's going to happen. We're only about six minutes into this podcast. That's right. <laughs> keep it, we're going to keep them fresh, keep them coming as we go through this. But uh, American Haze is a really nice, sessionable IPA. And then we've got our classic Voodoo Ranger IPA, which is more of a West Coast IPA. A lot of grapefruit comes through from the hops in that. Juicy Haze at 7.5%. That was our uh, first foray into the Hazy Boys. Um, And personally, my favorite of all the Voodoo Rangers. And then our Monster Double IPA or Imperial IPA, uh, which is Voodoo Ranger Imperial IPA. It's 9% alcohol, and it is by far the number one Imperial IPA in the United States. And it kills in the sea stores at... With these stovepipes, if you guys are familiar with the stovepipes, they sell like crazy. It's bang for buck. That's right. More bang for your buck, and they just keep on moving. Um, those 19.2-ounce cans, It's uh, 2020 has, for us, kind of been the year, uh, not just of dealing with the pandemic, but finding success within the C-Store world. Uh, and these 19.2-ounce cans of our IPA and Imperial IPA, and Imperial IPA is the number one selling craft uh, single serve in the U.S. right now, and it is really just kind of finding its footing, which is crazy to say, but it's growing every day, and 
as part of that series, we're going to add Juicy Haze and a 19.2 here shortly. So be on the lookout for that beautiful can uh, in the future to hang out with the fam. I like the uh, new shirt that the Voodoo Rangers wearing in that suit, the flowered Hawaiian shirt. Oh, yeah. I think he's upgrading. He's finally upgrading his wardrobe a little bit. Oh, you got to keep it fresh. What's your favorite outfit that the Voodoo Ranger wears? Favorite outfit? Yeah. Because uh, he he's a man of many outfits. He's got spacesuits. He's got biker wear. He's he's, a, he's he's the boss from New Jersey, from Ashbury Park. He's got so many different looks. I'll say American Haze might be my favorite. Um, it looks like most people that I see and get to hang out with uh, in East Nashville and everything you got to be able to rock your uh, denim jacket and wear it well. I think he does a great job of that. Our team put together some really great art, and it is uh, screaming Americana, which fits here in Nashville very well. Americana for life. Even though there's you know, no Americana Fest, no anything going on this year because of all the uh, you know trouble we're having with you know the public health crisis, I guess you can call it. So, yeah, it's I mean, slim pickings. It is. And, uh, I mean... Obviously, 2020 was off to a good start, but uh, what's been going on since, you know, kind of everything that's been going on in the past, it's only been, pff, shit. I know you and I, we, we dealt with the tornado fallout in early March, and then we uh, soon after that dealt with the COVID fallout after that. It's been, you know, it's been tricky to kind of work the market when the market is closed in so many sectors that are, you know, that we work we that we work with you know yes so once the tornado hit that was certainly a shock to the system um you know the draft world took a hit there as a lot of bars were closed down due to um all the damage that that we had uh we had come to us here in nashville but um luckily for us new belgium is while we are a larger uh craft brewery certainly we're one of one of the largest um we have a great team of people, and from being employee-owned previously um, up till we recently uh, sold to Lion Little World Beverages, um, which who's been a great partner for us uh, through all all these challenging times. Our team is very nimble, um, so we're able to react to the market, and we were certainly able to kind of stay ahead of the trends uh, that we were seeing, not only with the storm hitting affecting the southeast but also um, the early warning signs of what COVID kind of brought to the market for everyone and seeing the challenges that New York and LA and some of the major hubs that were hit hard right away were experiencing. And we were able to transition to really drive business more towards the off-premise and especially our cans, which have been on fire for us um, as we have transitioned more to more and more to cans. Um, We've seen great success, and people, like I said, they love the graphics. Um, and from the feedback that we're getting every day, um, people are loving the liquid that we're putting out. I mean, just for me personally, like having the transition from me being primarily an on-premise salesperson into working on the off-premise when times were, you know, when everything closed up, you know, I, I transitioned in a major way, and I saw the way, you know, voodoo you know ipa voodoo imperial were were moving in the market and i mean i did a lot of stocking did a lot of uh kind of getting making sure the beer was uh kind of put in the front and things like that and just doing merchandising and just on a week by week basis even sometimes twice a week just the amount of beer that was being sold was 
I mean, I was happy about it because, I mean, it's our brand, you know, something that we sell in our in our book. But, you know, it's and I know you and I, have, you and I have talked about this kind of, you know, and I'm pouring a new beer. Is that OK? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. So let's we, get it on. Yeah, we got done with the uh, with the mango nineteen eighty five. So See, it just drinks We're, so easy. Yeah, man. it's They're so goddamn quick. easy. This thing this this beer is so damn easy. It's crazy. So now we're moving into uh to something else. And you know, with this you know, moving into this, you know, this is like a new thing that you guys just kinda of started last year, like a new idea, new concept of um, the evolution of New Belgium. Because you know, we have the voodoo. We have fat tire. We have, you know, something else we'll talk about later on. But, you know, we're drinking. I'll let you intro this because you're the man. To yeah, this, this is our newest seasonal uh, part of our seasonal lineup, uh, sparkling lime lager. So it's just a super easy drinking lager, about four and a half percent, and then we add this really nice bright uh, lime puree to it. So I mean, if you're drinking something on the beach, as you can see, with the can artwork here, it's got palm trees on it. Uh, very bright colors. I mean, this is a good one for the beach, good for by the pool. It's definitely a summer drinker. So we are enjoying beers of the summer yes. uh, to start this off. So we are. Welcome to round Cheers. two. Mazel tov, my friend. Uh, but this is also part of the Up Next series. And Up Next was kind of a new concept you guys kind of dabbled in last year as well, where it's more on the trendy side. It's more kind of like, you know, going towards what the markets. So you... I mean, we could talk about some of the stuff you guys worked on last year as well, too, if you if you want to. Yeah, there was tons of new stuff. Um, you know, this is more of an experimental type of series for us where we can, there are no restrictions, really. But we just wanted to try and create beers that people are going to be able to enjoy and enjoy quite a few of. So we started this lineup with a Brute IPA last year. Rolled that into a passion fruit Kolsch mm-hmm. for the summertime. And then um, we went into a cold brew coffee cream ale uh, in the fall winter series. So this beer has been pretty easy drinking. They're all very sessionable beers, which is great. But uh, after our cold brew coffee cream ale, which was personally one of my favorites, it was nitro cans mm-hmm. for us. We rolled into this sparkling lime lager. Like I said, really nice and bright, easy drinking, but... I mean, this is definitely going to be my pool beer. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is like, you know, this is Corona with the lime in it. I mean, 4.4%, only like 130 calories. So if you're health conscious or calorie conscious, this definitely works into your wheelhouse as well. And this this beer is drinking so good yes. right now. And this in the time of COVID when it's, uh, you know, it can be dangerous to add that lime and add an extra step to your uh, your drink. This We're taking kinda, the workout for you. Right. Let's see. We are we are here to eliminate obstacles. Yes, we're we're doing it all in the can. You don't have to do anything else. All you guys just pop the can, pour it in, or drink it straight from the can. You know, yeah, good straight from the can as well. Do do whatever you got to do. But this, I think, out of all the up next, I love the passion for Kolsch. Liquid Paradise was a lot of fun, but this is like my crusher. Oh yes, right here. This this beer works on a lot of levels. Yeah, we're trying to keep it really seasonal, kind of going back to the roots of what a seasonal beer. Um, was for many people and it's matching up with you know what you kind of expect in those seasons so uh, while this one's gonna do great for us in the summer I'm sure um, we'll be rolling into Atomic Pumpkin which I know is like a fan favorite mm-hmm. in the past uh, we've been making that beer for a few years now and it just keeps on humming for us so you'll see that one back for the fall right before uh, all the holidays start hitting and that beautiful cool crisp fall weather 
hits, but it's a uh, habanero and cinnamon spice pumpkin beer, which uh, might sound a little off the wall, but once you try one, especially with a little cheesecake as a food pairing, personally, uh, I love it. And then we'll roll that into accumulation to close out the year. Been a classic for us mm-hmm. for many, many years, but keep an eye out for that one in cans this year. Accumulation? Did you guys do accumulation in cans last year, or is it only? It was still bottles, right? Yeah, still bottles. Ah, so we have certainly pivoted much towards the cans, uh, seeing the trends um, behind what people are choosing in the market, um, and cans are definitely king right now. And for us, they are king. We're seeing huge growth thanks mm-hmm. to. Uh, moving some of these brands into cans and that's where people seem to be looking for them and being able to take them on the go especially in the summer and um so far so good we're putting a brand new canning line in nashville right now so boom uh, get excited about that folks you'll be getting even fresher beer on the east coast uh when it comes to these cans real yeah. real soon and I, i've been lucky enough to go to both the Asheville uh brewery and the fort collins brewery and uh I'll say the the Fort Collins Brewery Tour is, I mean, there's a reason why you guys are named usually Brewery Tour of the Year out there in Fort Collins. It is a a, well over an hour, but you go through literally everything in that brewery and is a massive, massive campus. Uh, A lot of great beer. I mean, everything between Fat Tire and, you know, Voodoo Ranger you can drink off the line that's maybe about 10 minutes old type thing was pretty amazing. And course going through the fooder forest is a lot of fun and then Asheville is just kind of a different experience altogether where it's like Asheville is already kind of off the wall so I think you guys you know definitely took and ran with that I mean um you and I we went to uh you know tour de fat a couple years ago yeah. oh my God. we had a great time it was it, was, it awesome. was something else it was a 24 hours that we don't remember <laughs> much of but it was it was tons of fun um so now we talked about you know you know, pre, during, um, and we talked a little bit about the future of kind of what's going on the next few months um, for you guys. But what do you what are you guys trying to maybe plan post COVID, post you know new bar landscape in a lot of ways? I mean, it's nobody really knows. Yeah, and everybody has a different answer. So it's you know just kind of getting an idea of what maybe you're envisioning or you know maybe the company's envisioning post this. Yeah, it's definitely a new world, and it's hard to say what it'll look like as these uh, as the market reemerges and opens. But uh, I know it's very tough to get back out there, especially seeing as we work. You and I work in this industry, and mm-hmm. we see the same people that own these bars and work in these bars and restaurants uh, day in day out. You know, you become friends with people, and you get really close and stuff. And it's hard to see your friends um, struggle. And everything, and you want to do all that you can. That was a bottle hot. pop, sorry. Coming in hot. I know. Um, we got sound effects in this podcast. That's right. They're natural. <laughs> all natural. <laughs> but we, we hate to see our friends struggle, and so we want to do everything that we can to be supportive of them. We have opened up some charitable options uh, in Fort Collins and in Asheville to help our communities. We always work with charities locally in every community that we're in, and we're in all 50 states. So we do quite a bit of charitable work and try to give back as much as we can. But <clears throat> being supportive of our friends and um, partners kind of in this industry, we, we want to be good partners. So that's the biggest thing, going in and checking in on our friends and seeing how they're doing, um, creating new friendships mm-hmm. and 
sharing the struggles that we're going through is helping to build that community again in the industry. I think that's such a big part of what the bar and restaurant community provides is a, a community for us all to kind of come together um, and share our stories over a, over a beer. And it's great to be able to get back to that um, and show that support to our friends by buying a beer or buying a round of beers while we're hanging out at their bars. Um, so it's tough to say what it will look like exactly, but, um, you know, there's a lot of things in the works. Fat tire is of course part of 1% for the planet. So every time we sell a fat tire, that percentage of that 1% of the sales goes towards, um, different charities and different ways that we can help support, not just our community within the bar and restaurant community, but greater projects for the planet as well. Yeah. It's, uh... It, it's it's kind of a, it's kind of a weird thing because you know when the pandemic hit it hit different areas in different ways um we got hit earlier because of just the tornado and a lot of things kind of being affected by that so we almost got the pre one month almost like oh well you guys will deal with this uh you'll deal with the fallout of everything else in about a month or something like that yeah. but um you know it is you know because you and I, we, we almost started kind of working in the uh, in the natural market right around the same time. I mean, you were, I, I was still working on the supply side, and you came into town from uh, Chicago. Yeah. And, um, you know, we just, it was a happenstance meeting. It was like, oh, shit, you know, what's going on, dude? You know, we just started running into each other, and then, you know, that split off, and then kind of happenstance or serendip- in a serendipitous fashion mm-hmm. you know we just sort of like oh hey we're going to be working together in the market as well so a meeting um, of the minds it, it was i mean i don't know about good minds but uh, simple minds if anything like that so if you're a breakfast club fan you might appreciate that hey, simple simple uh answers are often what you find the they answer the problem with damn that's I couldn't have said it better myself. I so. stumbled over, but we got. You, you stumbled over, but you know what? You, you at the end of the day, you kind of made sense. So it was, it was, it was quite okay. But um, yeah, it is going to be interesting to see how, you know, we're in the summertime, which would normally be our busy, busy time here locally in Nashville between, you know, football, gearing up in the next couple months. CMA would have been last week, which is you know money time right there. Um, but a lot of our accounts that we've worked together in were, you know, affected by tornado plus, you know, COVID closures and things like that. So, yeah, you hate to see all the hard work that everyone has put in, uh, before all this hit. And, you know, there's a lot of planning and logistics that we all do to, uh, try and make everything work as smoothly as possible and be as successful as we can. Um, you know, personally, it's a, it's a bummer to see those things fall apart, but, you know, seeing that it affects such a, a bigger scale, um, you know, small potatoes. Yeah, I mean, you don't really think about it. There's a lot of people in the industry. It's like, you know, you have bartenders, you have bar staff, you have servers. But, you know, big businesses that we, you know, between the honky-tonks we have down here or just everybody else who's been affected in some way or another, it's hard to see them trying to get back into the swing of things, especially when people are, I don't know. I want to say scared, but they're they're definitely there's trepidation to get back out there and get back in the market and um, you know nobody. I don't know. There's so much unknown right now. Yes. And uh, we're in un 
uncertain times, which is, again, the most cliched fucking thing you can say, yes. say at this point. You know, it's uh, these are unprecedented times, Matt. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Newsflash: unprecedented times. I don't know We're not used to this or anything like you that. You know, we, we are the. This is the twenty. This is our. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't want to say what it is, you know, because you can't compare this to another thing that went on in history, you know, unless you were, you know, old enough to remember the Spanish flu or, you know, influenza pandemic and things like that. You know, it just, it doesn't, you know, I don't know. We've never dealt with a crisis like this. <laughs> but you know how we're going to deal with a crisis right now? So we already had our 1985. We had our sparkling lime lager now we're going to enjoy a wonderful beer and you know i go back to the beginnings of new belgium because being from florida you couldn't get this beer for a long time you couldn't get new belgium it was unfounded it wasn't east of the mississippi in a lot of ways and i had to go to atlanta to get myself a bottle of la folie which was the first lips of faith series beer i had we're not drinking lawfully here, though. No, no, no. We're not. But we are drinking a wonderful beer from the Lips of Faith series. Well, I guess right now it's called the Wood Cellar Reserve now at this point. Yeah. Always you, evolving. Uh, always evolving. So, But uh, we are drinking for our third beer. Le, you know, I'll let you pronounce it. Le Amour in Cage. Yes. Tell us about this wonderful Wood Cellar Reserve beer. It is love in a cage. So this beer came about... Uh, if you don't know this about New Belgium, we make more sour beer than anyone else in the United States. Um, it is something we love to hang our hat on. Our specialty program produces what I believe to be the best sour beer in the United States. And we have a, a great team headed by Lauren Limbach who makes these beers um, unique, especially, but great more than anything. And what makes this beer great is that it's a fooder-aged golden sour that we re-ferment on golden gooseberries. So it is gold on gold. Gold on um, gold on gold. Yeah. Sounds like a fucking hip-hop song. Let's see. Gucci Mane should be singing about this. Say so you never know what the future might hold. Gucci Mane. <laughs> this beer is... See, I remember Lauren when she was so Lauren Salazar. That's when I first yes. knew about her. So if you've never, <laughs> never met Lauren before, she is amazing. Um... <laughs> She knows more about sour beer um, and more about beer in general than anyone I have ever met. And I could listen to her talk for days, and honestly, I have. She's <laughs> she's so cool to hang out with. Um, if you have not seen Lauren, she is definitely like a beer celebrity, um, and she certainly stands out in the crowd because she has a uh, neck tattoo. Oh yeah, um, and everything. But she is. She runs our sour program, and she does an amazing job. And she has she was she was right there from the beginning of our sour beer program with La Folie and Le Le Terroir, which is our uh, odd couple. So the base beers for those is a dark sour named Oscar, which we um, use to create La Folie, and then uh, Felix is our golden sour, which is what we use in Le Terroir and really like all our golden sours as well so that's our odd couple at the brewery and for so long um you know these beers were very dangerous um (laughs) 
if you don't know about sour beer, it has uh, the potential to infect your entire brewery and uh, kind of wreak havoc mm-hmm. um, and turn all of your clean beer like IPAs and Fat Tire um, into a, a whole new beast. Yes. Um, and it is extremely hard to change and get back to being a clean beer once once these organisms get uh, introduced into the system. So we are... Our quality control at New Belgium is second to none, I believe, and we've been making these beers for um, over 20 years now, and we have the longest-running continuous sour culture actually in the United States producing these beers, so it is a true, unique taste of the environment and the terroir uh, that is provided by uh, Colorado from the cold, cold winter months to the warm, dry summers, um, you get a taste of Fort Collins, Colorado, which is something I think that is so special about this beer and something that you can't recreate with a stainless steel sour mm-hmm. that you might find out in the market. Well, because you guys also work with Leopold Brothers, you know, with their whiskey barrels. So yeah. you, you guys do a lot of work with those guys, you know, local whiskey distillery in Fort Collins as well, too. Is it Fort Collins? Yeah, make so sure. I, I don't want to say Fort Collins, but I want to make sure. Yeah, Leopold Brothers, great, great partners to work with. They give some unique barrels that they have previously done. So if you've ever had lawfully aged in blackberry whiskey barrel or blackberry whiskey barrel lawfully, uh, that is a Leopold Brothers barrel where they do a uh, blackberry whiskey in there. Or occasionally we'll do some uh, some fat tire fatbacks, which is a fat tire aged in like a whiskey barrel as well so there's some really unique stuff and experimental things that they help to bring to our portion of it uh, to age some of these really small specialty sours in some barrels and then we also sent them some beer uh, where they made hand sanitizer out of it and we got that to uh, some frontline workers as well so we try to get involved and like give back as much as we can we have uh, certainly not got to where we are as being one of the most successful breweries I would say, in the United States, our craft breweries in the United States without um, giving back and like letting our community know how much that we do care about them. Just looking at this bottle, because you, you gifted me this bottle, so I'm, yes, glad, sir. I'm glad we're finally able to um, enjoy this. Very generous but, of you to share. Uh, very generous of you to <laughs> give to me so I can share back, so I'm very, very happy to be pop, you know, popping this bottle open with... Uh, with you in here um but i mean you said you know giving back to the community you know being self-sustaining in in, in a lot of ways a lot of solar power and you know everything is used that uh, yeah we were one of the original wind power mm-hmm. breweries wind power so. breweries yeah so i mean it's always been an innovative brewery yes. from the get-go we haven't even got to like the history of it i mean we don't have to talk about history of new belgium because you know there's so much to go over you know Go to the brewery, and when they when they re, when they reopen, when things yes. are kind of back to normal, and support your local brewery, support your you know craft brewery as well too. There's so much history just in New Belgium as a whole. You know, it's and the sour's good. Yeah, man, mm-hmm. I love this. This is uh, certainly one of my favorites. Um, really, I'm a huge sour beer fan, um, which is really what made me fall in love with uh, New Belgium, that and the beer Shift, yeah. uh, which we made uh, previously and was in a 
in a uh, variety pack that we had earlier this year, and you yes. can still find out. But um, those two beer, like lawfully having that for the first time, was like a revelation. It was like nothing I had ever had before. A beer that was sour, uh, but was strangely delicious, mm-hmm. and like nothing else I had ever had before. And then basically growing to have a cellar full of sour beer at my disposal at all times um, has been been a great growing experience one of the one of the perks of the uh of the job yeah it's in a lot of ways it's one of my it's one of the things i enjoy most about working for new belgium um you know we do a ton of stuff i get to get out in the market and meet people um no two days are the same for sure but uh knowing that we have great liquid um in every bottle and can certainly makes the job a lot easier we're still gonna we're gonna enjoy this uh more and cage off uh off mic right now but um you know considering all that's going on right now in the world it's still you know good to sit down with people that i consider good friends i respect uh, i appreciate on the market who are working really hard to continue to not only you know talk about beer but also just dealing with what's going on in the world in a lot of ways or just go, what's going on locally as well and keep spreading the word and keeping a positive attitude and adam crumley is always the guy i always consider with a um almost i don't know in, in incredible amount of positivity in a lot of ways and thanks dude uh i mean hey um uh, you and i have been working together for Quite a while, uh, along with a lot, of, a lot of other people who've been on the on the uh, podcast already. Uh, you and I work directly, you know, and very closely. And I respect what you're doing. You're a hard worker, and you know, I consider you a friend in so many ways. And it's just good to talk beer. And actually, sitting in the same room, it's almost like sitting yeah. at a bar. It's kind of almost in certain ways getting back to a a normal that we haven't been used to in, you know, three, four months. It's been and a while, yeah. It has been quite a while, and I'm looking forward to the moment where, you know, things get into a scenario where we can all sit down, have a beer, talk about what our troubles were, what talk about what our successes were, and work through them uh, collectively. Because I think that's one thing we've been missing, because at the end of the day, Working in this industry is very communal. Yes. You get lonely uh, when you're not around. It, it, it's a second home. You have your home, but then you have your the people that you work with on on a regular basis, and you miss those people. So I'm glad just to be sitting down, you know, drinking three great beers, mm. and just kind of talking about it. it's almost like, you know it's a it's it's pretty damn cool. So. Going to be chopping it up again. Chopping it up, baby. That's what we're doing. We're <laughs> chopping it up here on Beyond the POL. And with that being said, this is the end of this episode. Of course, if you have anything to say to me, you can always email me at matt at simplisticreviews.net or just go to contact at simplisticreviews.net. Talk about what you liked, what you didn't like. Hey, shit, if you want to be on the show, email me. Love to have you on. And talk about whatever you, whatever's going on in your world in terms of, you know, the, the industry and struggles, successes, anything else in between. But uh, 
with that being said, Adam, thank you for hanging out, socially distancing, of course, like I said, I'm trying to be responsible right here, but, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're having a good time and it's good to, you know, sit across the, the desk from you in this first ever or first so far live recording of the show. So pleasure's all on this side of the table. And if you want to say anything else, I mean, pimp, pimp out anything else. I, I mean, I should have said like, pimp out the brand. Let us know what's going on. What do you, what do you have going on? What's, what's going on in your world? Say, we got a ton going on in the market right now, but keep an eye out for uh, all our new Voodoo Ranger beers hitting the market. 1985 IPA, like I said, is one of my favorites, but uh, keep an eye out for some new sours that we'll have coming in uh, four packs of 16-ounce cans. I'm a huge sour freak, so I'll be out spreading the good word on that across the market, and uh, hopefully, if you see me around, say hello, and we can share a beer here soon. He is unmistakable in the market. If you see him, you know it's him. <laughs> The Sour Freak himself. I don't think I've ever had anybody else tell me that it's Sour Freak. So, I appreciate you being Everybody usually remembers me by my hair. More oh, than look out for the pompadour. That's kind of, right. sort of. He, he's a good looking dude. Alright. Well, thanks everybody for listening. And we'll see you for the next episode of Beyond the Pale Ale. Thanks for listening to Beyond the Pale Ale. You can find more features from Simplistic Reviews at simplisticreviews.net. And remember, bottoms up.